evening and welcome back to our small group resources here at Palmetto Shores Church. Today we're looking at Daniel chapter 3. Sermon text this week is Psalm 86. Let's dive in. You're looking uh, back last week in Daniel chapter 2. Daniel states and interprets King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, something Nebuchadnezzar's enchanters and magicians could not do. And as the narrative continues here in chapter 3, the king made a massive statue inspired, likely inspired by his dream, made entirely of gold, 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. Just think about the dimensions of this golden statue. Like I said, inspired by his dream most likely, but instead of just the head of gold, the whole thing is gold. I'll let you discuss why he might have done this. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar had just said to Daniel in in verse 47 of chapter 2, I quote, Truly your God is the greatest of gods, the Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this secret. And now we see him erect this 90-foot statue, and everyone bows and worships this fake God, except three. We'll get to that in a minute. Isn't it interesting how quickly the king made it about himself again and pushed the God of Israel out? He neither feared nor obeyed the God who was behind the dream. So how quickly do we fail to give God God credit or fail to keep him first place in our lives? Letting little gods, little G's, gods creep in and grab our attention. I seriously doubt any of us have a 90-foot statue in our backyard and we're bowing down and worshiping it. But how many of us allow the God of busyness or the God of pleasure or the God of work or the God of family or the God of complacency or fill in the blank to rule our lives and gather our attention? Back to the story. As you probably remember, everyone is in the land is commanded to bow before and worship this golden statue. I want to pick up the story by reading chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king! You issued a decree requiring all people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of the horn flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments. That decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Now, we do not know if other Jews refused to bow and if it was, and maybe just these three were singled out. We also don't know why Daniel is omitted from this story. He likely was off on assignment from the king. So, after hearing that these three refused to bow, King Neb became enraged and he confronted the three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, after they were brought to him. Uh, He told them, excuse me, the consequence for not bowing was death by fire. Listen as I read their response from verses 16 and 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, 
whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. This response only stoked Nebuchadnezzar's flame. I couldn't help myself. And he was so angry that he increased the heat seven times than normal. Now, that could be symbolic or who knows? It could be literal. They were then bound with their clothes on and thrown into the fire. Now, even if you didn't grow up in church or haven't studied your Bible much, you likely know what happens next. Not only were the three of them not killed instantly like the guards that deposited them into the furnace were, the king noticed a fourth person walking around in the fire with them. Listen how King Nebuchadnezzar described the scene in verses 24 through 26. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. So only three come out, and not a hair on their head is even singed. The text says that they did not even smell of smoke, which is amazing. So who was the fourth person in the fire. Well, obviously it was supernatural being and at least, at the least an angel. My personal belief, it was the pre-incarnate Christ. I believe we could call, no, that's known as a theophany. But I'm going to leave that for your discussion. But Nebuchadnezzar is certainly impressed. And you know what he does next? He decrees that if anyone speaks a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego... They will be torn limb from limb, and their houses will be turned into rubble. He goes on even to say in verse 29, There is no other God, and it is little g in the text, there is no other God who can rescue like this. So i got a question for you. First, Nebuchadnezzar was certainly impressed by God's power, this God, right? But was he convinced that this was the only God? Well, his decree answers the question, no. So what little gods, little g, what little gods do you need to put in their proper place today? Not next week, not next month, now. My prayer for you today is that no matter what you're going through, even a firestorm, that you know the one and only big G, the only God of the universe, is right there with you. Talk to you next time.